0: Welcome back to the At The Yard Podcast. I am your host, Les Lukacs, once again joined by the incomparable Joey Cohen. Joey, it is playoff time, my man. This is what we all look forward to because in three weeks we're going to be sitting at Blairfield watching the last four months or so just kind of unfold in front of our eyes. I mean, I can't tell you, I'm fired up. To, to dive into what we're going to talk about, but I mean, how cool is this, man? I mean, it's playoff
1: time. Yeah. Les, it's it's really cool. I mean, you know, back in November and December of last year, we're always talking about what teams we think are going to make it to the end of the Southern section playoffs. You know, all our, all our work beforehand kind of goes into this. We make rankings each week that go into, you know, we're not, we're not just picking the team that, you know, wins last week. We're always you know taking into consideration what teams are going to be at, be at you know, here at the end. And, you know taking a look at these uh these brackets that got released today you know we both got a little giddy looking at the matchups and you know we you know it wasn't a planned podcast today but we're like you know what we i think we gotta you know do a podcast today and talk about some of the really exciting matchups so you know i'm, I'm really excited to talk, talk it over
0: yeah man it, you know you I, i'm glad you touched on you know november there right and even it even goes back to kind of like all of last summer <laughs> and then the early part of the fall right and December out in Palm Desert and then our you know, the preseason all stayed, and then MLK and all the rain and all yeah. the, you know, cancellations and all I mean, dude, it's just been kind of a, a a bizarre year, right? Just all together. But I mean, you know, and then you talk to coaches and you know, you watched, you know, a ton of games and you know, the the, the kind of the theme of the season has been that there hasn't been um that that one lineup that has really separated itself from everybody else kind of like in years past, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think if you just look at, you know, all the different tournaments, you know, our tournament, the Boris, all all the tournaments throughout the year, there's been you no know, several different winners on that end. I think, you know, in years past we've kind of looked at teams kind of knowing there's gonna be these four or five teams at the end. And this year it's I think it's a you know a free-for-all. I think there's several teams in in each division that can, you know, make them run at it. They have a, Maybe they have a certain ace that can dominate a lineup. They have a bat that can carry them. So, you know, it makes it more interesting for me, I think, more than any other year that we've, at least I've been a part of PBR, i been covering high school baseball.
0: Yeah, man, it, it, it's awesome. So let, let's not, uh, uh, you know, fluff this up too much. Let's jump in, and, and we're just going to kind of jump in at the Division Four level here for the CIF Southern Section brackets. I know there's some players in here. Uh, you know, amongst them, freshman uh, Bobby Brooks at La Habra. Uh, I know that you have a few that, that you wanted to mention as well, Joey.
1: Yeah, just, you know, coming through the Division Four bracket. You know, I didn't get to see a bunch of these teams, but, you know, several teams have some players that we've seen a bunch. You know, Arrowhead Christian has, you know, two players, two sophomores, and, you know, Diesel Toth and Ethan Bingaman. Um, Hawaii and Cal Bapp commits in their own right. You know, both kind of stand out two ways. That put together really solid springs on both sides of the ball. So look for them to, you know, if they make a run, those two players would probably be, you know, big reasons why. And then you got, you know, at Northwood High School, they got this sophomore, Paul Grossman, who's, you know, left-handed pitcher, just committed, um, I believe, to USC, if I'm correct. I think it was last week he just committed. You know, really solid spring, mid-up, upper 80s guy who can really spin it. And then, you know, I saw El Segundo take on my um, alma mater and and hand them an L, which was kind of tough to see, but they got a (laughs) – they got a good arm in them. Bradley Englehart, who I saw last summer and once this spring. And, you know, he's very capable of shutting down some good offenses on the mound. So just wanted to highlight some players there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. D, the D4 uh, baseball uh, playoffs will, <clears throat> excuse me, get underway on Friday of this week with the first games at 315. So, Let's shift gears over to to Division 3. And and before we do that, Joey, I was just kind of going through the brackets and and looking at uh, the CIF website because they list the league and their league finish with their record and everything. And, um, you know, one thing that I found really interesting was the Foothill League. And in the Foothill League, the champion was Valencia. They are in Division 3. The runner-up was West Ranch. They are in Division 2. The third place team is Castaic, and unfortunately I couldn't find them in any bracket. And the fourth place team is Hart and Division 1. So that gives you an idea of just kind of the madness of the CIF <laughs> Southern section brackets when yeah. you have, you know, three of the top four teams in three different divisions for the playoffs, right?
1: Yeah, I think it kind of tests to the league itself, too. I mean, you saw, I think you saw Hart, I saw the rest of those mm-hmm. teams in that league, and you know, Hart I think the game you took in Hart beat a really good Villa Park team, mm-hmm. and and Hart is the fourth finishes fourth in their league. So it just goes to you know say how good SoCal baseball is. Where a team like Hart, who can beat a really good Orange County team, finishes fourth in their league and is in Division One. So right, I that's really what it shows.
0: No, no and it, and it's a testament to the quality of players in that league, right? Yeah. And All four, all three of those teams we just mentioned um, have some really quality teams. All right, so let's jump into the Division Three bracket, Joey, and, and just kind of looking at this. Uh, excuse me, Lacerna out of the Del Rio league was the number one seed Valencia of Valencia, as mentioned out of the Foothill league champions of that league is the number two seed uh, San Marcos, the champions out of the Channel league in the Santa Barbara area is the three seed and Long Beach Poly, the champions of the Moore league, are uh, uh, they are the four seed. And there's kind of some really intriguing stories here um in this first round and none more so than a potential of uh cole stokes um against mr miller there at uh, newberry newberry park uh i guess we should say mr stokes versus mr miller here uh in, in this one right joe
1: yeah i mean it's it's gonna be super crowded Last, i can't imagine <laughs> yeah. there'll be any open seats at that game i think you know scouts are gonna you know probably get you know at least one of those looks is gonna be the last look at one of those guys right year. so and i i got the chance to see both those guys i mean both are kind of similar in their own right super tall lengthy like just big right-handed pitchers both into the mid-90s both with legit secondaries i think you know if we look at our rankings i think both are top five arms in california in the 23 class um no it's going to be a really interesting matchup and you know Besides those two guys, both teams have you know quality you know lineups up and down. I think Newbury maybe has the edge and depth behind Miller, um, but Redondo obviously has you know Tomas Lopez just right behind Stokes. Who if you know if Stokes gets into some trouble, they can always go to Tomas. So it's it's going to be a really exciting matchup. Yeah,
0: you're right because uh, you know you talked about getting there early. I mean, all of these games. Uh, you know the with that kind of playoff vibe, but when you throw out this matchup here of Stokes versus Miller, potentially, uh, I, I mean, my goodness, this is you know if you're a scout like you said, I mean, even if you know even for the winner, there's no guarantee he's gonna throw again, right? I mean, they could lose game two, and he yeah. probably and he couldn't throw ever again for his high school team. So, uh, you know, there the scouts are gonna be out in mass because both of these guys are trending up as it pertains to, you know, draft potential.
1: No, no, like no doubt. I think, you know, both of these guys are striking out the world. Both guys' velos have been trending up throughout the spring, which you like to see. Sometimes you see these guys, you know, tire as the year goes on. These guys are both getting stronger, which, you know, that's why we both are hearing about, you know, the helium buzz talk with both these guys. So, you no, know, it's going to be really, really exciting.
0: Yeah, well, you know, another game that I think is going to be really cool uh, in Division Three is uh, Beckman traveling to Long Beach poly um, you know Lavoy, the head coach there at uh, Long Beach poly uh, I was calling my boy Lavoy. <laughs> he's he, he's he's back um, he, he was he was away from the team for a while but listen this is a team that went 21 and three. They went undefeated in the Moore League. It's the first time anybody's done that since '97, and it's the first time Long Beach Poly's done it since 1968. So, uh, anytime you're doing something for the first time in 55 years of your school's history, uh, you know that that's pretty impressive. But Beckman, on the other hand, you know fourth place team out of the Pacific Coast League, coach, coach Laval, you know you just can't underestimate. You know the coaching in the playoffs, and and Coach Laval has proven time and again to be one one of the better coaches in, in in the Southern section. So I think this one is going to be a really fun follow. Um, you know Lucas Scott there for Long Beach Polly is the name to know. Big two way guy, UC Irvine commit. Uh, big fan of that guy. Uh, you know, and, and both of these coaches. So that's a pretty intriguing one too. And you know, I know you you had the chance to see San Marcos recently. Um, you know, there's a, a pretty significant draft name uh, when it comes to uh, San Marcos out of the Santa Barbara area in and Cole Schoenwetter.
1: Yeah, Cole. You know, for us is the top arm in the state. You know, I think he's you know seven in our in our current release. Um, it doesn't get much better than Cole. I mean, it's a really loose fluid operation into the mid '90s with a plus. You know, you know, curveball. You no, know, he just does everything right, and you know, is everything that you want as a you know right-handed pitcher. So, you know, he's you know he's get, they're gonna face Cal, the California Condors. I don't, I haven't seen the California Condors. I'm just, you know, I'm pretty certain it's gonna be a tough matchup for them. And San Marcos has a deep lineup. You know, they have you know Owen Eastbrook, who's a you know really good bat for them. Cannon Hodina is another really good bat for them. So, you know, I, I see you know showing is gonna be a tough matchup for anyone, no matter what division they they were in. So. You know, just look for them to you know, maybe make a run. And then um, one other matchup I wanted to bring up, um, Summit versus Redlands. Summit High School is a very intriguing high school um, out of the Inland Empire. Um, they're going to be a school to follow not just this year but the next couple years because you know, a lot of their lineup and rotation is made up of underclassmen. Um, Dylan Harrison is their ace, and he's you know legit two-way guy as well. Just committed to Hawaii this spring. Um, you know, six four, six five right-handers up in the, into the mid eighties with legit, you know, curveball. Ian Stewart's, you know, their backstop, another twenty five, really physical catcher. And then they got, you know, Isaac Castanon, who's you know just committed to Cal. Samuel Lopez, who's also up the middle for them, a really good twenty five. So, they're a school that you know could make a run this year, but um, you know they're going to be they're going to be a, a name, you know, names to watch these next couple years. And then um, Westlake versus Valencia's also in in the D three. You know, bracket and I saw both those schools this spring. And, you know, Westlake's a school that is loaded with 24s. They got Dylan Volantis, who's, you know, really good left handed arm. Andrew Haberman is a really good right handed arm, both uncommitted 24s. Um, they got the twins over there, the Johnson twins, who hit in the middle of the order for them. They got Nate Franco, who's, you know, Oklahoma commit. Um, they got, uh, who else? They got that Dylan Marisette, really good uncommitted 24. So, you know, that's a that's a really good Westlake team and Valencia, who like you mentioned earlier, who won who won their league. They got you know, two really good arms in Ricky Ojeda and Matthew Sherwood, who you know that's might that might be all they need to you know, run through this bracket. And they got you know a senior catcher in An Voilis who's you know kind of anchored that lineup for them. So just an intriguing matchup there.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. That you know that might be all they need to run through this bracket because. I mean, we've seen teams do it, right? I mean, we've seen teams do it with, you know, basically they make their third starter their bullpen, first guy out of the bullpen. And, it, you know, it it's, it's doesn't take much more than two really good arms to kind of run through some of these brackets. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of things have to go your way offensively. But, uh, but yeah, Valencia is, is set up pretty well there in, in Division III. Joey, we're going to shift over to Division uh, Two now, where the top four seeds are uh, Aquinas out of San Bernardino, South Hills, uh, the two seed Gar, the three seed and Modern Day, the four seed out of the Trinity League, and and this is this one gets pretty interesting because. <laughs> Man, you got some you got some traditional Division One teams playing in Division Two, <laughs> uh, right? And then you got Aquinas, who was what Division Four last year. Now they're at the top of Division Two, so we can you know almost certainly expect them to be in Division One next year. But we'll get to that next year. But. Uh, you know, obviously, Aquinas opens up with, you know, whoever won, you know, the wild card A there. Unfortunately, I couldn't access that on CIF's website, so I'm not certain who that is. Um, you know, but there, there are some other uh, pretty intriguing uh, first round matchups, man. Uh, you know, other than uh, we, we talked about Capital Valley Christian and Temecula Valley, you and I did off the air. And and what does Temecula Valley, pardon me, Capital Valley Christian do with their, uh, you know, rotation you know, when you, if you look ahead to a potential second round matchup, but um, let's talk a uh, modern day Oaks Christian, because that's going to be a, a pretty significant game, Joey. Um, you know uh, you've seen Oaks Christian, I've seen modern day and, and this one seems like a, a really fun first round matchup.
1: Yeah. I mean, just to touch on what you said earlier, or as you were, you know, entering the conversation on D2, like so many of these teams, I think in, jump into D1 and compete and possibly win a title. I think it's just how it kind of works sometimes with teams falling out, falling back in, with the, you know, falling back in and down from D1, D2, and D3, but there's several teams here where, you know, they're in our Power 25s, and some of these teams are <laughs> above the D1 teams that we have in the Power 25, so... I'm, the d2 do, bracket do is the
0: Aquinas is number five in the state or something.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah so that's the thing that I love the d2 bracket because it always brings a lot of teams that like get overlooked because they're not d1 and these are teams that are really really talented but just the, wow. the talk about Day Oaks Christian it's gonna be interesting where Day goes in terms of you know their starters they have you know deep they're deep in the pitching rotation they got Wyland Moss you know Brandon Siebert Landon Gordon I think they have some options there and they've had a lot of you know stand up guys in their lineup you know Ezekiel Laura was I'm pretty sure their leading hitter this year as a freshman they got you know several you know sophomores and juniors in their lineup that have you know contributed for them you know Brandon Thomas one of them who I really like over there and then Oaks Christian seems to be a team that has the makings of making a a huge run They, they have you know enough in the pitching rotation I think and their lineup I personally think is one of the deepest in the whole state you know they got Tommy Farmer Elijah Clayton um they, they're, they're deep all the way around. So I, I'm really excited about this matchup.
0: Yeah. I think this is, this is going to be, Oh, this is going to be a really good uh, post-season I think for, for modern day because those arms and then, you know, you left out J.M. hardevel who yeah. recently, who recently committed to Cal and, you know, he pitched along with Gordon when I saw them play against Olu and, uh, you know, Gordon wasn't as as firm as he was later in the season. You know, it was a pretty cold night, but but Hardivell was was really really good that particular night uh, for for modern day and and the lineup is is good as you mentioned. And Lara, yeah, man, that kid uh, he's got a chance. The left handed hitting outfield, uh, he's got a chance to be pretty darn good for modern day. And I just think from from a first round matchup, um, this one is probably. The the biggest one when it comes to uh, you know the 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 top four seeds certainly and if not the entire bracket because these are two really good teams out of two really good leagues.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think you know, Meyer Day. If you're just kind of breaking it down, Meyer Day, I think has the edge, you know, pitching wise. But no, Oaks lineup, and I only I only mentioned a couple, but I add some more. You know, Finley Buckner is a guy that we had at our pro base yeah. last summer. Like he he hits in the middle of the lineup for them. Um, they got Quinn Young who's you know I think number two or number three ranked twenty twenty six in our in our rankings class and has a real had a really good spring. In the country. In in the I mean the country, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Um and then you know, on the on the mound they got they got guys that can do it and obviously they did last year because they won D f I think they they won D four last year. Joseph yep. you know Steventon, he just committed to S D S U was good arm for them, mid upper eighties guy. Um they got uh what's his name? But I try to remember in the back of my brain, Jano Naka, Jano Naka, so yeah. they commit, yeah, yeah. you know, mid upper eighties guy with command of a, you know, his slider. So yeah, yeah. There, there's guys that can do it, you know, in Oaks pitching staff and they can shut down teams. And you now it's, it's, it's pretty evenly matched from a, you know, roster standpoint. So, yeah,
0: no, I think that, that, that could be a, a really fun game when looking at, you know, what, what games to attend, uh, you know, on, on opening day of the playoffs. Another one, uh, a couple of teams that we've both seen, you know, Calabasas and Norco, right? I mean, it seems like a, it it has the potential, uh, depending on who's pitching for uh, both teams, but it has the potential for a a pretty offensive game.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think both these teams are more offensive, you know, based. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Calab- Calabasas has a deep lineup. Phoenix call, you know, Nate Castellon has really erupted this year for them. Um, and then Norco obviously has, you know, Kim and Gray who can both, you know, run into one at any time. I think and now players, Hanson's back, and now game, Hanson's back, and right. he's starting
0: to run into them too. So uh, that's sure. a pretty significant offensive lineup.
1: Yeah, both, both teams have deep lineups. I think it's going to be, you know, which pitching, you know, whoever starter does enough. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's whatever starter's going to do enough to limit the other team's lineup, you know. Homer vale seems to be the guy for Norco just from following yeah. social and stuff. He's kind of done a really, you know, huge job for them as a freshman. You know, left-hander, crafty guy who can, you know, paint the corners. You know, Kyle yeah. has two right-handed arms. Peter Lynch and Jordan Kingston. It's going to be interesting who they go to there. Both are kind of crafty righties in their own right, low 80s guys who who can command. But um, I think it's going to be an offensive matchup and whoever team kind of, you know, stops the other team's lineup for an inning or two is going to get the edge there.
0: Yeah. You know what – uh, team, in, team in division two that that I saw, oh gosh, three four times this spring that I just really liked is is Vista Marietta. They won the Southwestern League nineteen and nine overall with Perco and Necker. You know that gives them a pretty formidable one two. You know they got a wild card winner uh, in the first round, and then you know they would face off against Norco, uh, Calabasas winner. Uh, that would be pretty fun to watch uh, Von Necker and his 93-94 mile-an-hour fastball going against Gray and Kim uh, from Norco. You know, looking ahead a little bit, Joey. But uh, let, let's stick with the first round. Uh, again, West Ranch, Royal, couple teams. You saw both of these teams, Foothill, uh, Foothill League, uh, West Ranch, and uh, Coastal Canyon League, Royal.
1: Yeah, I really like West Ranch personally. I saw them, I think, three times this year. They have, I think, enough pitching wise to to make a run here. You know, Ben Cushney just committed to USC left-handed pitcher, you know, mid eighties guy with a decent breaker. You know, he's, he shut down lineups all year for them. Hunter Manning's a really big 25 for them. Who's, you know, he had to sit out because of transfer period, but has kind of been their closer for them. And, you know, you and I both know that the closer during playoffs is, you know, is it plays a big role in it because starters can't go CG all the time. Sometimes they'll, they'll only need to go. They only go five or six. You need that guy to shut it down in a, you know, high stress inning. So, look for him to kind of play a key role there. Aiden Boontich, who's in my opinion one of the better uncommitted 24s in the state has just erupted this year for for them in the three-hole hitting, you know, over 400 with a couple bombs. And you know, they have Drew Greenberg who's up into the 90s on the mound. They have enough depth on the mound and enough standout bats, you know, 1 through 6, 1 through 7 even, to, to make a run. But, you know, Royal has this this dude in Trevor Hansen. I I made it, you know, a personal mission of mine to go see him throw cuz I think he has some really, you know, special stuff on the mound. Who's who's going to make an impact next year immediately at UC Irvine? The dude's up to 92, 93 with a re- really good slider. Um, so that's the matchup where, you know, we, I mentioned it earlier. If one team, you know, what, this Royal team has one, this one guy who can, you know, shut down any lineup at any given time, and we'll see if, uh, you know, Trevor Hansen's going to be able to do it for them.
0: Yeah, that'll be a fun game as well, and then. You know, lastly, uh, South Hills. We mentioned them, the number two seed. They they'll play the wild card winner. Uh, we both saw them. I saw them uh, national classic, uh, and, and you know beyond that as well. And and it's just a a fun offensive lineup when when they're when they're hitting. Uh, it's a fun offensive lineup to watch, and you know they have some pretty good arms there as well. Uh, you know now obviously with Sterling Paddock, um, you know our, our guy Daniel Camus now. Um, and so you know, and a few others, Moreno, Romero. I mean, it, it list goes on. Uh, that that's a pretty stacked uh, rotation. Um, you know, and and you know, if they do advance, they will play the winner of uh, Charter Oak Woodbridge, which also uh, presents a, a pretty fun Division two matchup in in the Southern section. But but Joey, as as they say, uh, l- let's move to um, let's move to what you know. I can't I can't use the. The, the slogan because it is the uh, slogan for the Rose Bowl but this is the if you are familiar with that you you know what I'm talking about um, <clears throat> this is the the Big Daddy right uh, yes <laughs> the, the, this is this is the good one um, so the, this is this is the one where uh, we we all kind of you know shift our eyes and our attention to um, and we're obviously talking about Division One. Uh, the championship that many people have said is the hardest championship to win in all of uh, high school sports in California, uh, because of the one and done format, right? And and it's hard to disagree. Uh, and as I'm talking about this, is kind of getting a little excited here, and, and, <laughs> but because this is fun, man. The I mean, look, we have, we have five games to decide the champion and and it's just a lot of fun and it starts uh this week and we get rolling here number one seed in division one obviously notre dame winners of the mission league 26 and 2 uh number two seed is uh, santa margarita uh, winners of the trinity league 22 and 6 number three seed uh excuse me is huntington beach winners of the surf league 20 and 8 and number four seed is Jay Sarah, uh, third place team out of the Trinity League um, with a 19 and nine record. Again, the second place team of the Trinity League is modern day and they are in uh, Division two. Uh, so, all right, Joey, <laughs> we have uh, I have at, at least four games that like I have deemed very intriguing for this opening round. And we can start there. We can jump around, uh, but I'm going to start with one of those, um, and it's two teams that we're pretty familiar with, and that is Harvard Westlake going to Palos Verdes um, to open up. It is a really to me um, intriguing matchup, just because you know you can expect to see you know Tommy Bridges for for Harvard Westlake, you know in Palos Verdes they've got. Their fair share of arms too.
1: Yeah, it's no. I, I think they're probably going to go with Rizzo. That seems to be the guy that they've been, you know, you know, most consistent with going to all year. But you're right, Tommy Bridges is going to be the guy for them on the mound. He's been the dude for them all year. He's you now has to has to have below a you know one point ERA. He's been shutting down lineups all year, and it seems to be gone, you know getting stronger. I think you know, I talked to Tommy actually this past week when I went to go see their series against Crespi, and he he had his best start of the year and that first that first game of the week and he went you know six shutty 12ks one walk up to 92 so seeing him get stronger and stronger as the years the year goes on it's kind of scary and obviously harvard westlake has you know bryce rayner and duncan marston in the back end of there you know whenever if they need them need to use them that game they have them um and they just seem like harvard westlake seems like a team that's getting stronger as the year's gone on but the palos Verdes is a team that they challenged themselves in their league they, they had to face you know maricosta and Redondo Union you know, four or five times you know, this spring. And that's the team that you don't want to sleep on because those teams that get tested during the spring are the teams that sometimes they sneak up on you and you're like, oh, these teams are better than I thought.
0: Yeah, man, I mean, they, they tied for first in that Bay League, you know, and at 16 and 11, and, and you talked about Rizzo and, you know, they probably back him up with Von Skoyak there. And it's an offensive lineup that does, I mean, they do some different things. I, I saw them a couple of different times last year. And, and then I seen them once this spring and it's, the system that they run is really intriguing because they do, you know, some non-conventional things, some very conventional things, but they do them all very well. Uh, so they're really well coached, man. It's going to be, uh, to me, just a really interesting just a really interesting setting, right? Because it's not a matchup we're familiar with, I think. Um, and, and, you know, Harvard Westlake having to go on the road uh, in the first round really kind of, you know, makes that uh, uh, all the more intriguing, at least from, from an onlookers perspective. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, another game again, Joey, that I'm pretty interested in is, is, is Jay Sarah going on the road to Ukipa, right? I mean, these are two teams that we're very familiar with and, uh, you know, you can you can count on a couple of things. It's going to be loud. It's going to be boisterous. It's going to be raucous, um, you know, and it's going to uh, it's going to be exhausting. Right. To, you know, to being in, the, in this game, I mean, because that's what these two teams do, man, is they just wear you down from a mental uh, you know, standpoint. And ultimately, that kind of gets to you physically.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think both teams kind of had interesting starts. The yeah. year both teams didn't get probably off to the start that they wanted. Y- Ukepa obviously in our preseason invitational, I think they went one and three in it. Yep. They they ended the year very strong. Jay Sarah the same the same way. They they didn't have the year the start of the year that they wanted, but you know they did everything they could to you know end up making you know Division One playoffs here towards the end of the year. And you know I think you know from a matchup standpoint, I think Jay Sarah goes with with champion on the mound to start game one. I think um, Ukepa. I, so. yeah, Yuka- I would
0: think so. Yeah, I would think so.
1: Ukaipe has some different options. I think personally, they have obviously Josh Hickey, who pitched really mm-hmm. well in our tournament and throughout the year. Um, you know, they have a rhymer over mm-hmm. there as well, who's had a good a good spring. Yeah. And both teams are are pretty deep in the, the lineup department. I think obviously Jay Sarah. You know, Trent Caraway's been. You know, you can argument their best hitter in SoCal throughout the year. You know, best performing hitter in the best league. They have Andrew Lamb, Fujiwara. You know, Small Dino. They got they got deep depth there. But Ukaipe, you know, they got. Luke Schur, who's you know maybe the best offensive catcher in in, in SoCal. They got Arambula. Uh-huh. They got you know they got Hickey. They got they got a deep lineup too. So right, I right. think I think both these teams like you know you, you just from a you know name standpoint you think Jay Serra has more depth, but Ukaipa has you know really good arms and really good bats as well.
0: Yeah, I think I think Ukaipa getting the home game here is a huge huge advantage, right? I mean, you're talking about now you got to be there at two o'clock for. A 315 game, right? And so you're coming from San Juan Capistrano, like, good luck, right? Like you're leaving at you're leaving at 12 o'clock, right? So now it's two hour bus ride, you know, get fired up, get going, you know, get loose, get going, get fired up, play the game. And then probably a two to three hour bus ride home. So, uh, you know, if there's an advantage here, it's certainly that Yukaipa has you know the game at home, and it's going to be interesting to see how that one that one plays out uh, as well. Um, another one of, of of interest is is uh, uh, Warren going to Huntington Beach. Warren, yep. the third place team out of Gateway seven, the Gateway League, uh, which includes Gar and La Mirada. Uh, they're going to uh, Huntington Beach, and this is intriguing for a couple of reasons. The first being Warren being in Division One playoffs. Uh, you know, after being very successful the last several years, Coach Pearson's done a wonderful job there. Uh, but most importantly, from an evaluation standpoint, uh, a young Mister Cervantes is <laughs> is probably going to be throwing for Warren and. Uh, by all accounts, this guy, this guy's it, Joey. I mean, by all accounts, right? I mean, everything that we've heard of, of and seen so far on this guy is that he's it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, this was a guy that I was uh, reaching out to personally to try to figure out when I was going to get over there to warrant to, to see him throw. I still you know this might be the, the the chance I get to see him against a really good Huntington Beach team. A little a little upset, too. You know, UCLA like grabbed him up. I was planning on him being a big part of our future games team from July. <laughs> You know, UCLA has, you know, has that, you know, tends to do that to us from time to time, and that's always good. UCLA's a great program. I'm not not too upset about that. But, you know, so is a low, you know, high 80s, low 90s guy with, you know, legit feel for the baseball in terms of being able to get inside the baseball with his changeup, getting around the baseball with a really good breaking ball. You know, he can do a lot of different things with the baseball and his, you know, very advanced arm in his own right. And he's going to face, you know, you know, from a names, you know, no – Field thing like Huntington Beach got the most names in the lineup out of anyone. They're they're yeah. nine. That yep. was what we're thinking going into the year. They weren't consistent throughout the whole year, but they like you know Jay, Sarah, and Ukai. But they got hot towards the end of the year, and their lineup seems to be performing on on all cylinders right now. So it's it's a little bit of a you know David versus Goliath matchup here with you know Cervantes a sophomore facing this you know big lineup, but it's that makes that makes it more exciting.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll no doubt be the best lineup that he's faced. And I know that we talked earlier in the podcast about how, you know, no one lineup has stood out. And, and usually the follow up to that is, well, Huntington's is the closest, right. And, <laughs> and we've seen that we saw it in our tournament where they went one and three also, and then just caught lightning in a bottle and went on like one, like 14 or 15 straight games or whatever yeah. it was, uh, you know? And, and so this is going to be a, a really fun matchup to follow because Uh, You know, Warren, again, being a division one here and with, you know, arguably one of the best sophomores in the state on the mound against, uh, you know, arguably one of the best offensive lineups uh, in the mound or in the state as well. So uh, that one will be at Huntington Beach. Uh, You know, one of the matchups that that I found pretty intriguing here as well was uh, Arcadia at home against Benita and Benita. You know, Arcadia's got a couple of arms and Hofstetter and Palencia. Uh, Palencia, Nando, the former future gamer, uh, in uh, transfer from Olu this year.
1: I'll, I'll throw uh, Gabriel Lopez in there too. Gabriel yeah, Lopez. that's right.
0: Yeah, right. Lopez is having a great year for them. Uh, that's right. That that's. I mean, that's it. That's a trio of arms that is is really good for for Arcadia. And then obviously Benita with uh, with Santiago. Uh, you know he's arguably the best pitcher in that area, probably pitcher of the year in his league, I would presume. Uh, so that one is that's a really good matchup, and you know for for either one, I mean, listen, the next round you're presumably facing Notre Dame, but um, that Arcadia Benita matchup, man, that that that's that that's got some juice to it.
1: Yeah, I think the, the Arcadia matchup. Well, I think Arcadia as a team is very intriguing because yeah. they performed well really all year. Now, they did what they had to do in their league. Um, they beat Crescenta Valley. They, they had that Crescenta Valley matchup in the last week, and they handled them, which was, you know, I was eyeing that series just to see, like, okay, let's see how they stack up against the other really good team in their league, and they hand, handled their business. But, um, and we touched on it a couple of times already this podcast, you know, two arms is like, like, you would like to only have to do it with two arms, but having three legit arms is is the recipe you need to make it far. And they have three guys that have kind of shut it down, you know, this year for them. So Arcadia is a sneaky team where if another you know, bats, you know, catch some fire in the next two, that's all you need. Two, three weeks for your bats to catch fire. They can, yeah. make, a, they can make a run on it. And, and yeah. one other matchup, I know you alluded to a second possible round matchup with Notre Dame there, but I wouldn't, make, I wouldn't go past Heart quite <laughs> yet. I, I saw them a bunch this year. You saw them once and, and, you saw them beat a really good Villa Park team last yeah. year. And- no, I I, I know, I, I, and and that's
0: no disrespect to Hart uh, that whatsoever. Coach Ozella has done a magnificent job there uh, in, in his long career. That's no disrespect to them whatsoever. I did say presumably, right? I mean, again, <laughs> we're talking brackets. You know, yeah. the number one overall seed. Presumably, I mean, I'm not saying that a one a sixteen over a one is impossible. Um, yeah. You know, but. Uh, you know, I would not put it past hard because that you're right that that lineup's good and Jeffries I like him a lot at shortstop, but uh, there's some other you know pretty interesting you know matchups here as well in the in, in Division One Cyprus uh, getting Miracosta at home um, that's an intriguing one I really like the Sierra Canyon at Amat. Uh I think Amott getting a home game was really big for them, uh, but moreover for Sierra Canyon. Not having to go all the way down, uh, you know, say to the South Orange County area, uh, that's also really big for them. Um, you, you know, Etowanda Capital Valley, that one's got a lot of current and future prospects in it, Joey.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got. Um, I think the pitching matchup is really intriguing to me because I think they're they're not really sleeper arms, but they're like they're not loud, super prospect guys right now. But Dylan Goff and Owen Guys are two arms that are you know mm-hmm. really 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 good put up really really good high school seasons like it's gonna be a low scoring game in my mind Dylan Goff just seems to put up zeros every time he, he goes out there and you got you know obviously no, you know you know Ebol for Edawanda, Rolig, LSU commit for that on, on the Etiwanda side you got Boston Barrow you know playing shortstop for Capo Valley who's a prospect in his own right Reed Montgomery's had a really good season for Capo Valley as well yep. so I, I, you're right it's a really really good matchup and you know you, you mentioned it just quickly, but the Cypress-Miracosta matchup, are mm. those are two teams with rosters um, that can do some things. I think you know, yeah. you're know you probably going to get Morrell on the mound for Cypress, and you know he can dominate a lineup. Miracosta can go several different ways, I think. They can go Chris Caravan. They could go Maximo Martinez. They could go to Spain, so that's interesting there. They could use all three to get it done. And you know Cypress' lineup, Cypress's team, that, that can make a run for sure because of the depth in their lineup. They got you know, Copian, over Rubius, Montgomery, you know, Matthew Chui, Thomas has really gone off of late, you know, and and Costa's got a pretty good lineup too, you know, Maximo's there, you know, at the top of the order for them, you know, the other Despain brother hits at the top of the order, Truman Pollock's been a really good power hitter for them, so no, I think that's a really interesting matchup where, you know, it's going to be a close game, in my opinion, there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you're right, I mean, these are, (laughs) there's going to be a lot of close games, man, I mean, that's just the nature of, of the postseason, I mean, you Know it's a couple of things you don't see very often. Olu going on the road in the first round, that you know they face Arlington, uh, who is you know champions of the River Valley League 22 and 6. Uh, you know, they have some players. I know you saw them early, was it early in the c- season, Joey? Maybe it was maybe it wasn't you. Sorry. Um, you, you know, La Mirada Ayala, two teams we're very familiar with. Uh, you know, Ayala. They started they, they they started you know pretty slow and and scuffled but they really picked it up I mean they they were they went from one and three in our tournament you know and they ended up with having only six six losses all season so uh, you know that's going to be an intriguing game as well and then uh, Pacific at a Garden Grove goes on the road to Torrance that's that one I found really interesting you're sending a twenty and two team that was in the top 10 of many polls um you know on the road to a uh for, you know first place team uh 22 and 3 i mean that's just kind of the the nature of the playoff beast right i mean that's what happens when you come in second place i guess
1: yeah i guess so <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's interesting how this works with the road home deal but it does. It does make for like more balanced matchups. I think, even though I don't think it was meant to be like that, but it makes for 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 more competitive games in my mind, where you have maybe some teams that outperform some other of their opponents during the season, but they have to go on the road. So, maybe, not maybe sure. I agree, but it makes for more interesting matchups, which is always good. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true.
0: Uh, El Dorado San Dimas. That's a that's a pretty interesting one. I'm not sure if those two guys faced off in the National Classic or not. Um, but, uh, you know, San Dimas has a, a number, number of prospects. Uh, El Dorado also has a, a number of very good, uh, prospects as well. Uh, Corona Rancho Cucamonga, uh, Corona will be the home team. Uh, they winners of the big eight. However, they did lose two out of three last week. Uh, and Rancho Cucamonga, third place team out of the baseline league, Joey, with a 12 and 13 record. Uh, so that'll be uh, pretty interesting. Them going on the road. Uh, am I missing any here? You're you're missing... missing one. I think. That's... Yep. Maranatha Marinatha, and Milliken. Uh-huh. Uh Mar- I'm missing two. Yeah. Uh, Marinatha is playing host to Milliken out of the Moore League. Uh, you know, saw Milliken, or pardon me, saw Marinatha um, during the Boris Classic for a couple of games. Uh, pretty intriguing lineup. Uh, they certainly have some arms. Uh, Zach Strickland, Adrian Beltre Jr. I uh, was also pretty good arm when I saw them. Uh their offense is uh is 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 was pretty consistent in the two games that I saw, you know, they do a lot of different things in terms of putting the ball on the ground and putting pressure on the defense and uh things of that nature. And then uh the last game Santa Margarita and yep. Foothill. Yeah. And and, yep. and you know Andrew <laughs> Parker, right? I mean, Andrew Parker, I mean, Andrew Parker at Foothill. I, I, again, there, there, there's a couple of guys that you're not going to bet against, um, or that you are, are really think twice about betting against. Uh, and, and there's only a handful of those guys for me, and, and he's, he's one of them, Joey. I mean, that's yeah. going to be fun game to watch too.
1: Yeah. I mean, Look, like SM's been, you know, consistent throughout the whole year. Like, props to them. Deep lineup, Lavin, Balls, Wilson. The pitching with with Kova and Hayden George, and Colin Clark. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, SM is like been. They're very deserving in that number two seed. They played really well all year. Won the Trinity League. I,
0: but, feel, a, I feel a butt coming.
1: <laughs> but Andrew Parker, like, you know, we saw it in in our tournament last. Like, he just he can go up against anyone like he can he can carve up any team at any on any day any day of the week and so I, that's just a matchup where i'm like ugh, like if any if anyone's going to do it if there's any if there's ever going to be a big matchup a big you know upset here in division 1 I don't want to say it, but it's just, it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: or you're you're not calling it, but <laughs>
1: no. It's what makes this so fun, Les, and what makes it so fun. You know, this Ooh. this is a a lower seed foothill team who you know didn't have exactly maybe the spring they they wanted to have, but they have the pieces in order to make a run, and that what makes that's what makes this so exciting.
0: Look, I mean, I I was talking to Coach Price at the National Classic, and, and he told me that over the course of the previous, uh, I want to say, six games at, when we had had the conversation, that they had bases loaded with less than one out and didn't score a run 15 times, <laughs> Joey. 15 times. So they were c- very clearly in an offensive rut there in the middle of the season, losing you know one-run games, two-run games, but it, it appears, man, that you know they've kind of figured some things out offensively. And again, Andrew Parker against Colin Clark—that's going to be an awesome matchup.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a matchup where like don't just don't just write in Santa Margarita in the second round just yet. I mean, just, you might want to go check out that game. You might that's, want to check out that game. Yeah,
0: that that that's a good one. Um, all right, Joey, I'm not going to put you on the spot. <laughs> and and make you pick and make you pick a champion. I'm not going to do that, <laughs> but I am going to put you on the spot and make you pick a final 4 for Division 1.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go Notre Dame. Okay. Facing Let's see. Okay, I'm going to go on the other side first. I'm going to go SM. <laughs> you just
0: picked against them, and now you're picking them in the in the semis. I, I know, I know, I
1: know, I know. boy. Huntington Beach on the other side of that.
0: Okay, so you're going SM and Huntington in one semi.
1: And then I'm going to
0: go. You're going Notre Dame and who in the other semi?
1: I'm going to go Etiwanda.
0: Okay, Joey, all right. All I right. So Sam. Joey Joey's yeah. final four is Notre Dame against Edwanda Huntington against Santa Margarita. <laughs> of course, as the host of the show, I can't I can't <laughs> announce my final four, Joey. So otherwise I would I would share that with you, but uh uh no, I, I I'm just teasing you. Uh I'll give you I'll give you my final four uh in Division 1. Uh I'm going to go um um I'm going to go um, Harvard Westlake um, against. Oh, sorry. They're the bottom part. So I'm going to go Harvard Westlake against Huntington. Okay. And then I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go. J. Sarah. <laughs> Jay Sarah against. Are you ready, Joey? I'm
1: ready. Corona. I
0: like I dig it. I dig it. Corona's a good team. She will bind. She against will bind against Justin Lee in the quarterfinals. Dude, I'd pay money <laughs> to see that.
1: Yes. Yes. I, I, I agree. I think we didn't talk about Corona enough. Maybe I made a mistake there.
0: Maybe Yeah. You may have made a mistake. Sheep will buy twice, dude, bro. I'm in. Yeah, and, I'm then in again, the- and then again, and then again in the final, if they get that far, dude, come on. Why, why is this a former dirt bag? It's at Blair field. You know, he's going to do anything he can to get
1: there. Yeah. yeah I, maybe I made a mistake there. It's all good.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Hey dude, that's the beauty of it. We'll see yeah, how it plays sure. out. We'll see how sure. it plays out. Well, I mean, hey, who knows? But all right. Well, hey, that's the Joey. Man, thanks a bunch for joining me. That This was a lot of fun talking playoffs. And, uh, we, you know, I'm sure you haven't decided where you're going to be Tuesday. Uh, but uh, once you do, uh,
1: let us all know. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Thanks for having me on, Les. I really appreciate it. All right, Joey.
0: Big thanks to Joey Cohen for joining me on the podcast today. Be sure to check out PrattBaseballReport.com for all your news, rankings, and event information. And until next time, we'll see you at the yard.